3: HELLO, WELCOME, MY FRIENDS. GOOD TO SEE YOU. WELCOME, WELCOME, ONE AND ALL, IN HERE, OUT THERE, ALL AROUND THE WORLD TO THE LATE SHOW. I'M YOUR HOST, STEPHEN COLBERT. AND... (laughs) folks, CHECK YOUR CALENDARS, BECAUSE IT IS THE FIRST DAY OF HISPANIC HERITAGE MONTH. IN WHICH WE HONOR THE RESILIENCE, INFLUENCE, AND CULTURAL CONTRIBUTIONS OF HISPANIC AMERICANS IN THE MIDDLE OF A MONTH. BECAUSE NOTHING... Nothing says appreciation quite like, oh, damn, is it the 15th already? Okay, uh, your month starts now. Lo siento. One guy who's got an odd way of celebrating Hispanic heritage is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Seen here... <laughs> seen here saying, he's Spartacus, get him! <laughs> Yesterday, DeSantis flew two planes of Hispanic immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. Hey, Ron, If you're trying to discourage immigration, maybe don't send people to one of the loveliest parts of New England (laughs) just in time for leaf peeping season. (laughs) Now sit down! Everybody, you hear me? Sit down and enjoy the hayride. (laughs) Of course, DeSantis wasn't sending these folks to the vineyard to have a good time. He was human trafficking these families as a political stunt. Just like it says on the Statue of Liberty, Give us your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to psych, you just got libertied. (laughs) In fact, (laughs) I guess guess so. (laughs) Why not? In fact, Florida officials lied to these people and told them they were going to Boston, and they didn't tell Massachusetts officials that the planes were coming, but local residents responded. AS THE TOWN'S STATE REPRESENTATIVE TWEETED, OUR ISLAND JUMPED INTO ACTION, PUTTING TOGETHER 50 BEDS, GIVING EVERYONE A GOOD MEAL, PROVIDING A PLAY AREA FOR THE CHILDREN, MAKING SURE PEOPLE HAVE THE HEALTH CARE AND SUPPORT THEY NEED. WE ARE A COMMUNITY THAT COMES TOGETHER TO SUPPORT IMMIGRANTS. YES, DESANTIS OWNED THOSE LIBS BY MAKING THEM LOOK COMPASSIONATE. (laughs) JUST LIKE THAT cuck JESUS. Send that guy a truckload of lepers. See how he likes it. (laughs) Of course, DeSantis' hate stunt don't come cheap. This year, the state of Florida's budget for this kind of stuff is $12 million. You know, maybe with global warming and all, I'm gonna say Florida should be spending that money on something more useful like snorkels or... (laughs) or waterproof meth. (laughs) For the gators. It's for the gators. Don't, Don't come between a gator and his meth. There's some exciting news about a thing I didn't uh, see happening, because this morning the White House announced it has reached a tentative agreement to avert a national rail strike. At least, I think we did, because like all train announcements, it sounded like this. (laughs) The main issue was rail workers asking for sick leave, AND NEGOTIATIONS WENT DOWN TO THE WIRE, WITH THE FINAL STAGES BEGINNING YESTERDAY MORNING AND LASTING 20 HOURS UNTIL PRESIDENT BIDEN CALLED IN AROUND 9 P.M. THIS IS WHAT JOE BIDEN WAS BUILT FOR. TRAINS, UNIONS, TALKING FOR 20 HOURS. (laughs) THE ONLY WAY THE SITUATION COULD HAVE BEEN MORE JOE BIDEN-READY IS IF THE LEAD NEGOTIATOR WAS AN ICE CREAM CONE-WEARING AVIATORS. (laughs) IN FACT, WE HAVE FOOTAGE. We have footage of the moment the union leader invited the president in. Release the Biden. (laughs) Choo-choo! Biden said in a statement that the agreement would give workers better pay, improve working conditions, and peace of mind around their health care costs. Plus... As many flattened pennies as they want. <laughs> this deal was a chance for Biden to prove he supports unions. He certainly talked about it a lot, like on Labor Day.: You're the best laborers in the world. you build the best product, and no, no, I'm not just joking. You're not joking. But Mr. President, are you just saying that? I'm not just saying that. OK. <laughs> but what do you think about union auto workers?: We're lucky to have the most skilled auto workers in the world. Okay, that's got to be hyperbole. That's not hyperbole. But surely, but surely, sir, you don't think that unions built more than just our transit system? Unions built the middle class. Really? Can we fact check that? That's a fact. That's a fact. You've got to be joking. I'm not joking. I forgot. I forgot you're not joking. Now, now I just feel stupid. You're the best in the world. Thank you, Mr. President. Very nice of you to say. Well, there's some news about far right Colorado representative and homecoming queen of Fury Road High, Lauren Bobert. Last week, Bobert. Chanting your name, Lauren. Last week, Bobert was reading a Bible passage at a conference uh, when this happened.
0: And then. All hell
1: broke loose. Rampant evil, grabbing and grasping, vicious
0: backstabbing. They made life hell on earth with their envy, wanton killing. I don't know what a wanton killing is. I'm going to have to look that one up.
3: I don't know what it is either, but if anyone ever witnesses a wanton killing, you know who you have to call. Nancy Pelosi's gazpacho police. It's true cools it down. <laughs> the despacho police cool down the situation of the wonton killing. <laughs> the primaries uh, for 2022 are finally over, and with control of the Senate up for grabs, Republican voters played it safe and nominated the kookiest, zaniest conspiracy wackos this side of Nutso Banana Junction. For instance, New Hampshire Republican and man demanding you salute his belt. <laughs> Don Bolduk. Boldock is so MAGA-crazy, even New Hampshire's Republican governor described him as a conspiracy theorist extremist. Moldock is pulling behind his moderate Democratic opponent, which could be why Moldock went on TV today and when confronted with what he said in the primaries, did this. And there's this from August 14th when you had a debate. Watch here.
1: I signed a letter with 120 other generals and admirals saying that Trump won the election, and damn it, I stand by my election. Do you stand by that today? So, you know, we, uh, we, we, uh, you know, live and learn,
3: right? So, so, uh, so, uh, we, uh, you know, uh, we, uh, we are, we are Moeway, we Moeway, oh we Moeway, oh we Moeway, oh we Moeway, oh we Moeway. Oh, In New Hampshire, the newest <laughs> Hampshire, the Lions beak <laughs> tuna. <laughs> I'm sorry, bullduck. I interrupted. You were desperately hedging?
1: Um, and I've done a lot of research on this, and I've spent the past couple of weeks talking to granite staters all over the state, uh, from, uh, you know, every party. And I have come to the conclusion, and I want to be definitive on this, the election was not stolen.
3: Wow. Normally, to see that much backpedaling, you have to watch the Tour de France on Rewind. Of course, all these right-wing crazies are getting their cues from former president Optimus Crime. (laughs) We're getting some new revelations. We're getting some new revelations about that last guy in a book called The Divider by Peter Baker and Susan Glasser. According to their book, the former president told Jordan's King Abdullah that he would give him the West Bank. FIRST OF ALL, YOU CAN'T PROMISE TO GIVE AWAY SOMETHING YOU DON'T OWN. HEY, HAPPY BIRTHDAY, I GOT YOU YOUR NEIGHBOR'S TRUCK. YOU'RE GOING <laughs> TO WANT TO CHANGE THE PLATES AND ho ASS, HERE HE COMES! <laughs> HERE'S THE THING. THE WEST BANK IS FULL OF PALESTINIANS, AND PALESTINIANS IN JORDAN HAVE REPEATEDLY TRIED TO OVERTHROW THE MONARCHY, SO WHEN HE HEARD THE OFFER, KING Abdullah WAS LESS THAN THRILLED, SAYING, I THOUGHT I WAS HAVING A HEART ATTACK. I COULDN'T BREATHE. I WAS BENT DOUBLED OVER. Okay, sounds bad, or maybe that's just what happens when some people get a gift. We we all remember that famous jewelry commercial.
0: Every kiss begins with ah, my heart.
3: Also, well, she died happy. Also, there are also a couple of revelations about the former president's one-time chief of staff, John Kelly, seen here too tired to punch himself in the face. Kelly was often at odds with the former president at one point when he refused to lower the flag after Senator John McCain's death. Kelly told him if you don't support John McCain's funeral, when you die the public will come to your grave and piss on it. stay hydrated <laughs> we got a great show for you tonight up next
1: queen latifah are you ready for an all-new season of survivor you better be because survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twist and turns you don't want to miss better yet after each episode there's a brand new episode of on fire the only official survivor podcast
2: And to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover.
1: Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.
3: My first guest tonight is an actress with the number one movie on Netflix and one of the most popular shows on network television. Please welcome the star of End of the Road and CBS's The Equalizer, Queen Latifah! Peace!
2: Peace, everybody!
3: (laughs) I wish more of my guests would start off the interview with a, woo!
2: More like a, woo! Woo!
3: Well, you have a lot. You have a lot to be hooting and happy about because this morning you had a lovely ceremony. You, you came from a lovely ceremony. Aww. I'd like to show you this photo right here. You you opened a school named after your late mother, Rita Owens. <laughs> what is that like? And uh, what is the significance of this school to your family?
2: I'll tell you. This is this is um, a huge. This is a huge, huge thing for our family. My mother. Was an educator. She taught high school, um, but she also taught life. She taught love. She taught em- empowerment for kids, for children. Um, she was an educator, and um, you know we have to have a lot of respect and love for our educators. They do so much. Um, Who in this photo here? Who but this is here? also like the first. Um, this is the first theme academy in Irvington, New Jersey. So. Um, this is this is really like the beginning of of, uh, of the future for these these children who she loves so much. And who's in that picture? Who you got there? Who you got here? Yeah, you got my grandmother in there. Hey that's Nana! Hey Nana! That's nice. You know, so thank you to uh, Mayor Voss and uh, Dr. April Voss for, for making this happen and my partner shot Kim.
3: And here, here here's you and your mom.
2: There is my Back mom in
3: 30 years ago.
2: That's my there mom. You go. Ah.
3: Tell me about your mom. What did, what did you learn from her?
2: Um, gosh. Love. Mm-hmm. Love. I learned love. I learned to love. She's the first person to love me. And so I learned love. And, um, and I learned that we, when we're given things, we have to give back. Um, so I also learned to love hip-hop. Um, from your mom? My mother was a hip-hop head. Like, I remember getting in her car one time, and I turned the radio on, and it was saying, it's just another case of that old PTA. I was like, Ma, what you doing with leaders in the new school playing in your car, Busta Rhymes? She was literally playing that song. She's a hip-hop ad. But my mom, if it weren't for her, I would not be here today because she was a class advisor, so she would hire the DJs for the class, fundraisers, and she introduced me to my first DJ, who became my producer, who got me signed to Tommy Boy Records. I became a rapper. All my boys became rappers. <laughs> and so she used to go to the shows with me in the beginning. Like, she was really involved in in, uh, the, in, in our growing up in hip hop. You know? She, she just really listened to the youth. And she stayed connected. So if it weren't for her, I wouldn't be here. That's yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, she respected. She respected things.
3: Now, another another member of your family, your grandmother, who's in who's in this photo right here. She is a big fan of CBS's The Equalizer. Now, is she is she an easy fan, or do you get do you get critiques? Do you get notes from
2: her? Um, I get. <laughs> um, I get. Listen, I better make the show. Bottom line, because she is in that recliner watching that show every Sunday. <laughs> And if she gets get, to spend
3: Sundays with yes, you because she gets I mean, to see you on listen, TV. Listen,
2: there's literally days I was like, no, I'm not doing it. She's like, I just love that show. <laughs> I just love the action. I just love all that action. It's so funny. My 93-year-old sure. grandmother loves all the action. And my my Aunt Angel, who sits and watches it with her, Get so mad if if football runs late or if there's like a special on. It's like, who is this Adele? Don't make me come up there and holler at Oprah. I'm like, whoa, calm down. They get serious about the equalizer. So one of the
3: most extraordinary things that you were you were part of making was, I can't believe it's been 20 years now. But there you are as Mama Morton in Chicago 20 years ago. For which, you were nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, what do you remember about making that film? It's an extraordinary film.
2: It was It was an amazing time. I mean, we, it was, you know, Rob Marshall directed it. I, I remember having to audition three times to get the role. Mm-hmm. And by the third time, I was like, they got to tell me something or oh, I'm not doing this again, you know, but it was, I had to earn that role because so many people wanted that role and all the Broadway uh, dancers were in, in the film, mm-hmm. and, you know, here we got all these A-list actors, but everybody checked their ego at the door.
3: Did you guys have a sense that you were making something special? Because it just it ruled the Oscars that year. What yes. what, what, what do you remember about it?
2: I that? absolutely felt like we were making something special. I think we all knew, because even on our days off, now, mind you, we're working, like, minimum 12 hours a day. Sure. Up to 18 hours a day. We're working long days through the winter. Um... But people would come in on their days off to watch other people shoot because they were so excited about the way these shots were looking and what Rob had planned. And it was just such a beautiful thing to be a part of that people would just come in and hang out and watch it all happen. So we, we knew we were doing something really special. And um, it's, it's the, the test of time. We have to take a quick break.
3: But when we come back, I will ask Queen Latifah what actors she thinks might be good rappers. Stick around. <laughs> You have got the number one movie on Netflix, End of the Road. What'd you say? The number one movie on Netflix, End of the Road. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh- <laughs>
2: Sorry.
3: Starring you and fellow rapper uh, Chris uh, Ludacris Bridges. Ludacris. Okay. Um, uh, what is it like to transition from rapper to actor? You've been acting for a long time, but what's that transition like?
2: I think it's. Um, I think it's a. Well, for me, it was. It was a pretty good transition. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what the heck I was doing, to be honest with you, but Mm -hmm. um, I think because we make videos as rappers, you know, we make videos, so we're used to performing Mm -hmm. in front of the camera, hitting marks, but...
3: I think rappers make some of the best guests on the show, by the way, because they all know how to present themselves. They all know how to relate to a crowd. Nothing throws them. They're fantastic guests.
2: Is something about to happen? No, nothing throws Just a compliment. That sounds Just like a, a setup for a setup. <laughs>
3: Just say <take it>. No, <laughs> I don't
2: know if I'm the equalizer or the lady from the Brenda from end of the road. I don't know what's happening, Colbert. Help me. <laughs> do
3: you know? Do you do you know any? Do you do you know any other rappers who think like that person should act? I think that person would be a good actor.
2: Um, I think a lot of rappers could be actors. I mean, what about
3: actors being rappers?
2: I think a who's lot of the... actors
3: want to be rappers. Oh, I bet. I bet. Is there anybody that see the spirit in anybody who's got the right attitude?
2: I don't know. Who y'all got? Who do you think? Who do you think would be a good actor mm-hmm. turned rapper? hmm Got a hot band. I do. All you need I is a few bars. bars. You got bars. You got bars. See, he's already a rapper. Anybody who says I got bars, they already. Are... Just I... don't ask me to prove it. <laughs> what about Denzel? Denzel? Denzel yeah. COULD do anything. I think so too. I think too. Denzel got that swag of a rapper anyway. Yeah. You know, so he definitely could do it. I can see Jude Law doing it too. Jude Law? Really? <laughs> that's kind of an English that's... gentleman rapper. Ju-Lot is cute and he can do anything. But that's wow. just me. All right. That's just me. Oh, I think not. Meg The Stallion could do it. Sure. You know, I think, I think, uh, I think, well, I mean, I think Lizzo could pull it off. I mean, I think there's a whole bunch of, you know, I think there's a lot of actors who, you know, could turn, I don't know, you got to have some skills to be a rapper. Drake is already both. So it's, mm. it's you know, we're good in that sense.
3: We we have a clip here from End of the Road. What are we about to see?
2: Okay, so um, I play this mama who's trying to start our life over, you know, get a fresh start, and we're traveling across the country, and we wind up in this hotel, and something gets a little fishy in the middle of the night.
3: (laughs) In the next room.
2: Next door. We're in a motel, so you already know. Jim. Jim. Somebody throwing a party or something? It's 4 o'clock in the morning, Rach. Right? That's when the best parties get started. No, no, no. This sounds like a fight. What? I'm calling the front office. definitely ain't no party. I'm scared. I'm not letting this go on. What? Mom, come on, please don't go out there. I'm an ER nurse. For all we know, some woman might be getting beat by a man. What you gonna do, go get caught in the middle of it? Mom, no. Sis.
1: Don't. Mom? Oh. Mom! What that? Get out of here.
2: Oh. My first thriller. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'd love it to see you again. End of the Road is on Netflix now. Season three of The Equalizer premieres October 2nd, Grandma, right here on CBS. This has been The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Pod Show, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 1135, 1035 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. And for more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube.
1: Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only
2: get from someone like me. A Survivor winner.
1: Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.
3: Hey everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate, though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonata Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week, I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts.